Welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. And Ellie. And we are the Queer Arabs. I'm Saudi American and a lesbian. I'm bi trans Lebanese, and we are recording here in America, in and, Houston. And in Berlin with Luna. Hi, Luna. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? How are you both doing? Doing well. So you're in the middle of, well, or toward the beginning of Noon Festival. Exactly. Can you tell us about the festival and what you what is your specific role in it and also how is the festival going so far um the festival um is going pretty well it's um also a lot of events in a short period of time and they go pretty long like i, I think i went to bed at 4 a.m last night we had the um drag show party um before that we had the iftar uh, event yeah i mean it, it started on on may 15th and it's going until may 31st with, I think, now 10 events. Erkan, who, who is uh, curating this festival and whom you've interviewed, has given like a brief, I think already, like regarding the content of, of the festival. Yes. How it came about was, I think that's a bit of a longer story. Nina once mentioned um, the Black and Pink uh, Crescent in, in the States. Mm-hmm. And I think that was last year. We've been wanting to find ways um, to support this cause. It's a, it's a ch- charity with Marshall Arabia involved. And yeah, they, they support queer and trans uh, Muslims in prison in the States. I think they have about 1,000 um, members wow. who they support. And um, that's a cause that we've been also very passionate about, just mainly and also because queer and trans Muslim voices are often underrepresented. And it uh, was actually in a brainstorming session with Erkan where we created this idea of Noon Festival so that we can A, draw attention and spread awareness about uh, the Black and uh, Pink Crescent, um, but also to raise funds and um, to kind of combine both elements um, that just happened to be this month where there's Queer History Month and uh, Ramadan happening at the same time, which yeah. was a great opportunity for us to launch this. That uh, worked out really well then. Yeah. That's that's such a cool coincidence, like how it coincides. Right? Yeah. yeah. Can you talk about the letter Noon? Why did you decide to call it Noon Festival? Is it about the Noon from the Quran, like the symbolism? I think it was a combination of of everything that we relate to, or that we what we feel when we when we see the letter or hear the letter, but also when it comes to the translations, yeah, the, the different meanings. Like we we were going through the alphabet, and we were going through a bunch of different uh, words that would be easy. Uh, to understand for Arabic speakers uh, and uh, German or English speakers. Oh, nice! And um, Noon just Noon just felt right for us uh, from the from the very get go, and then yeah. we just chose Noon. Yeah, it was it's... also easy to easier to design, you know, with with a letter. Oh, it makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, but it looks it, it looks really it looks nice. really good, and um, yeah, and saying it it sounds really nice when you say it. Well, at least yeah. it carries over very nicely in English. So. Yeah, yeah, it works yeah. so well in English, and yeah, like yeah. You, like you said, that makes sense. You are one of, or are you the main organizer of the Noon Fest, or are you like collaborating with other organizers? Um, Bakesh is the main organizer, which is which is our space. Uh, we're doing it as a like a kind of a community project. Nice. It's Erkan, uh, Nina, and I um, that are mainly involved, but then. Uh, and like everyone else that is part of it, either on a panel or as an artist or as a yeah, as a collaborator is also part. Like I, I feel like it's it's run by everyone everyone that's involved. That's a good thing. Having that collective uh, enthusiasm and care for and it talent. Yeah. probably helps carry it. Actually, since you mentioned Bakesh, can you tell everyone what Bakesh is 
Erkan mentioned it a little bit, but it would be cool mm-hmm. to hear you um, Your take kind of on describe it. it. Yeah, what what yeah, it is, and yeah. Bekesh, like the name itself, is is a is a combination of our hometowns. Nina is from Berlin, and I'm from from Marrakesh or Morocco. So that gives the the broad idea. When you go into the space, you, you see the elements of Morocco and also the GDR, like East Germany. We we call it an anti cafe. Um, mm-hmm. which is which is a movement to, to kind of offer alternative spaces to people that would like to go to a cafe. But yeah, I think it just has a little bit of an anti-commercial aspect where we don't mm-hmm. charge for what people consume in the space. So we have vegan buffet throughout the day and wow. um, on the weekends as well. And then there's a bunch of uh, different drinks that we offer, but we don't charge for them. We only charge for the time that people spend in the space, which is five cents a minute, so three euros an hour. Um, and it's kind of a concept, yeah, it's a concept designed so that people with less financial means to have access to good food and a space equal to those who, who could afford going to a cafe and pay, I don't know, like 250 or something for, yeah. for a drink. Oh, that's beautiful. When did Bakesh start? When did you start it? Um, we, we're turning two years next month. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It originally started only as a cafe, but we extended the, the concept to also a cultural space at night. So at 7 p.m. we um, turn it into a bar or oh, like a cultural space with um, concerts and talks, discussions, workshops, um, some open, some close, and mainly around the subjects of or focusing on uh, queer, migrant, um, BIPOC communities. I really like the fact that you're making this uh, a by the hour and very low cost and accessible to everyone because a lot of like a lot of spaces basically expect you to go in buy something and get out and Mm. that really that really just doesn't give you a good social experience in itself and it's just i would say i'd say it's like almost against sort of the swana and muslim cultural mindset where you sit down you talk you have coffee you have a social experience as opposed to mm. coffee that happens to have a social experience around it. Exactly. Mm, I yeah. like that. Where like the social yeah. part is the most, the centered part. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. The community building is the, is the focus mm, rather than cool. rather than consumption. When when people ask like how, how we came about it, it's um, it kind of was created out of personal need. We, we didn't plan to open a space at all. We actually were, were looking into um, renting a desk or something in an existing co-working space because we were, Nina and I are both self-employed and have been in the past also, and we just needed a space that we felt comfortable in. And Berlin is still, even though it's multicultural and blah, blah, it's still a very white city. And as an, as an Arab woman, it's not always comfortable to be in a space that's completely white and where you stick out and where people ask certain questions and For where sure. those yeah. questions can lead into someone, or in this case, me feeling uncomfortable. Yes. So yeah, it was, it was just very important for us to, to create an alternative space. Yeah, in Berlin. I relate to that because I think we started this podcast for the same reason. We were like, we felt a need for it for ourselves. Mm. And, and we thought, and that's how it started. It was like, uh, this is something we wish existed. Okay, well, let's let's make it exist. So exactly. um, I that's amazing. I really love your podcast. Oh, um, yeah, I yeah, I, do. I, was, I remember how I, I found it. It was um, maybe a few weeks after I gave birth last year. Wow. And I was in bed, like the baby was sleeping a lot, so um, I was looking into a podcast that with with content that I can relate to, and I would I would mm-hmm. I just put in uh, queer and I think Arab, and then this showed up, and I was like, Yay. wow, this is also the only one, the first that popped up, and 
Um, so I start listening to almost every episode <laughs> oh, whenever I have so a chance. So it's really, really amazing what you're doing. And I know like both thank of you, you are very busy and uh, have pretty yeah time-consuming jobs. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. That means so. That means so much to hear that. And wow, congratulations on the baby. That's incredible. I hope we never. I hope we haven't woken the child with our occasional enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> I know the baby's asleep right now, so we're trying to keep it like pretty pretty <laughs> calm right now. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's so like, so the festival goes till May 31st. Um, we actually yesterday just recorded with Shruk, the dancing oh, queer nice. official. Yeah. Amazing. And they said that they're going to be at noon festival. Excellent. And I was excited to hear that. Like, it just reminded me everything is so connected. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, their episode will come out a week after yours. But I want to mention it. I want to mention it on this one because like people listening, if you hear this on time, you should go and see Shruk. Um, as well as the rest of this awesome fest. And exactly. The yeah. whole they're festival. Gonna, yeah, they're going to have a, um, a talk on Well, the title is uh, Confessions of a Queer Arab. Ooh. Um, oh, cool. I think there's going to be a performance and a panel as well. Um, yeah, we're really excited about this too. Yeah, oh, that's going to be beautiful. Um, yeah, that's going to be on May 30th. I believe that's a Thursday. Uh, Thursday, okay. This episode will come out the 24th, so that'll give people a little heads up from from our side um i did have one question did you guys have do you guys uh put this online the conference and discussions like stream it or put it on youtube or anything we were uh, planning to do that but um we a wanted to have the uh, permission by everyone that was involved mm-hmm. so we we kind of um just wing it and ask while it's happening to record it on a zoom mm-hmm. and then okay. um, from the zoom we would uh, publish it as a maybe even in form of a podcast i think uh, arkan had that already in mind Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. And then like anyone who wants to stay visibly anonymous would have that option. That's cool. It is so cool. Yeah. Um, Because that's always been sort of one of my complaints is because the Swana population like is all over the place. Uh, There is like no one central place to hang out or meet. And some of us live in very stupidly large countries. So even if it's just one country, it's like oh, hey, it's prohibitively expensive to go. It'll be cool if any of this gets online and people can access it. Also, hint, hint, nudge, nudge to other content creators and festival organizations (laughs) out there. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I really hope we can go to Noonfest. And do you see in the future staying in Berlin for the fest or taking it anywhere else? Or have you not thought thought that that much ahead that's a big question we we haven't really thought about that uh we're we're always happy to collaborate um that's something that we really want to focus on also kind of creating a network of organizations or Mm -hmm. um institutions or even individuals and people who who want to create content and who want to spread awareness and kind of create projects or programs around the course and we we have talked to one organization called salam nosh um, who are oh. doing something very similar. They're also doing an amazing job. We've just started talking to them. So maybe we could we could even do a festival that's happening at the same time um, in different cities and live stream each event in the other venues. Um, we've done something similar with a, with a zine launch in five or six different cities where... Ooh. 
you would live stream their event at the same time, but also throughout the whole day as a loop. It sounds a bit avant-garde, but it seems like you're, you're in, in five different places at the same time, attending all these events at the same time. Um, wow. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting format. I do um, too, yeah. So maybe, yeah, for the future, we can, we yeah. can definitely take Noon or uh, collaborate with other projects. We, uh, we follow Salam Norge too. Ah, oh, nice. They, they seem really, really great. And then can we talk a little bit about you specifically? Like, can you mm -hmm. talk about your background? Um, mm -hmm. Just whatever you're comfortable sharing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, my name is Luna. mentioned that before. Um, I've co-founded The Cash with Nina uh, about two years ago. When it comes to my background, I, I want to say I'm a recovering capitalist. I worked <laughs> in uh, major companies before and then kind mm -hmm. of just moved into the other side. Uh, I did a yes. lot of uh, cultural management and organized events. I uh, still do mainly in the MENA region, Germany and Japan. Um, my, my background is in law and startup consulting. And I've also done some EU fundraising and some other corporate stuff that's not this relevant. But yeah, I'm um, yeah. Moroccan. Uh, I was raised in Germany mainly. I spent uh, about 10 years outside of the country. Okay. And then came back uh, four years ago. Oh, okay. After, after two years of Beirut. Oh, so, in Beirut. Mm, oh. Lived in Beirut too, yeah. Whoa. Jordan, Beirut, Dubai. Also oh lived gosh. in the States in 2004. Oh, where? Where in the States? Uh, Long Beach, California. Oh, in California. Okay. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. So you say recovering capitalist. Um, did something mm. specific happen in that? Or did you just... Was it like a conscious choice? Or was it like, this is something I need to do? Or or did you say like, you know, or were you like me and just be like, fuck capitalism, fuck this. This is just burning everything down. Well, I was 19 and I worked for one of the largest companies in the world and uh, lived that kind of lifestyle where you fly a lot and you consult a lot. And, you, oh, wow. you know, like something that... Would, would draw young people into a career. But then an, a burnout very early on made me realize that, and also a book that I read, um, made me realize that this is not the kind of life I want to live. So I, I was looking into mm. working for smaller companies and I realized that I just can't work for someone. So I started companies myself and traded, sold them. Some failed, some are still running. So I just kind of worked my way through what I felt was necessary or comfortable at that time. Yeah. And recovering capitalism just because of that lifestyle I had back in the day and right. how it still, you know, sometimes it still comes through like, oh, no, we should we should do this because this can this can go into a more sufficient, financially um, efficient direction. But then it's like, but why? You know, so the cash is the cash was kind of a, a challenge, but it was also a very beautiful and still is a very beautiful experience because it has a very a strong anti-capitalist approach to it. Wow. Like all events that we do are free of charge and um, we do a lot of uh, pro bono. We also do a lot of pro bono consulting. We, we work with organizations that support uh, new citizens and newcomers um, from different countries. We're right next door to AVO, which is a one of the first contact points for people that are arriving in Germany. Okay. From, from different countries um, and seeking asylum in that yeah. sense. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm over 30 now. Yeah, so I think um, the latter is definitely the case where, where we, we need to strive towards a better world, and that would be without capitalism. Thank you. I yes. Res I respect that so much. Uh, yeah. I am super ecstatic, and that just makes me ever so happy to hear from somebody else. Did you experience something similar? I tried to have a career as a lawyer. Unfortunately, I graduated during the crash. And the oh. fact that I saw my brother and many friends like run into trouble with the law, um, mm. get disproportionately punished or punished because they didn't have enough money be to pay mm. whatever or and then receive no 
and then if our family didn't have enough money to pay for like rehabilitation or mm. support, it, they'd be at the mercy of the police because there is no mm. mental health mm-hmm. or drug rehabilitation that system. That never ends well. Yeah, mm. and, it, and it turns into a never-ending cycle of arrest, release, wait for them to basically relapse into old habits because they don't know anything else and then get back into the prison system mm-hmm. or jail system. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have anyone outside of that system with significant financial means, it's very hard to ever get them out. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Is it the same in Germany? Here, it's super profitable to mm. imprison people. Yeah, we yeah. have for-profit prisons. We have an entire system this built. This is crazy. Louisiana had this one system where judges were given um, incentives to send juvenile offenders to specific facilities. I didn't know that. Yeah, like this one judge was actually surprisingly arrested and sentenced for basically selling kids to prisons. Whoa. Shit. Yeah, and... I, mean, I, I guess I'm confused, like who was paying these uh, the prisons? Faci- or? The, facility, the facility owners were working with the judges. Wow. Yeah. For some reason, that doesn't surprise me, though, to be honest. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah it's it's crazy, and it makes me cringe every time I hear stories. Like, uh, one of my closest friends works uh, also in Texas. Uh, she's a reporter. Oh, okay. Um, and w- we talk a lot about the differences of the states and uh, mm-hmm. Germany. She's also lived here in Berlin. Some of the things that are happening in the states is just crazy. It's yeah. Um, I mean, there are crazy things happening here too that are absolutely inhuman very like structurally racist and destroying a certain group of people which happen to be often marginalized people yeah. or groups of people I, I i'm not so familiar um with with the prison system in the states but mm-hmm. I've, I've learned a bit throughout the research um, of the black and pink crescent um and i've also watched uh, 13th amendment which was so eye-opening oh. and so disturbing i need to watch that good to know like, yeah this is definitely worth watching and that explains what what ellie just said how for-profit prisons exist and use methods to kind of yeah to I mean, increase their sales people. and profits yeah it's, yeah it's, it's a bit uh, of a hypocrisy get free labor out of people oh yeah and now mm-hmm. the whole now the, yeah, the whole exactly. prison slave labor system is being exposed mm-hmm. to getting press out here and <sighs> but it's still happening and even though it's being publicized it's still mm. rampant so the organization you're supporting can you actually talk a little more about what they do? I know, like when Aircon mentioned them, I hadn't actually heard about them. And they're in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I was surprised I had never heard about them. And so I guess for anyone else listening, can you give info about what you know about the organization? Yeah, I think Marshall Rabia is, yeah, it is ba- uh, based in Chicago. They are, I, I only, to be honest, I only know about the Black and Pink Crescent as a as a project. That's one of Marshall Rabia. Uh, Marshall Rabia oh, okay. themselves are, are doing a lot of work uh, supporting mm-hmm. queer, queer Muslims. I think they collaborated with two other NGOs that are working with um, in, incarcerated people in different places throughout the states or maybe even beyond the states. Um, and they got together to create the Black and Pink Crescent. So they, they kind of combine their uh, strength and focuses, which would be in one case uh, incarcerated people, and then in the other case, uh, queer and trans Muslims. And I think this is how the project came about, which is now focusing uh, on supporting queer and trans Muslims in prison. Yeah, it's amazing really because they're, they're kind of bridging the gap with those that receive the support. And that could be like, for example, uh, food packages or um, pen pals uh, that they match make with, with people from within and outside of prison 
Um, they also send, for example, um, praying carpets. I don't know, is that what you, how you call it? Oh, yeah, um, like yeah. prayer rugs or, yeah. Uh, prayer rugs and prayer also rugs. like books and, yeah, whatever they, they really need in, in prison. And, um, Wonderful. Uh, and they have yeah, iftars? Think, they do like iftars? Yeah, also. Yeah. Aircon and they, that. Yeah, exactly. Which is amazing because um, that, that kind of uh, group is often too queer for religious organizations and too, mm-hmm. too religious for queer organizations. So it's just yes. amazing that they gap exactly like that they close exactly this gap and that they were able to support and, and help over i think a thousand people already yeah because i'm so happy to know about this one because like that yeah, prison pro- prison uh prisoner populations often fall into that unpopular enough not to be mentioned or taken care mm-hmm. of just because it's like well why should we take care of criminals and people forget how yeah. unjust or biased against the individual a lot of these systems are especially if you are not you know, cis white male. Right. So. And you don't, yeah, and you can't buy your way out of whatever situation. Exactly. Yeah. Because, like, some of the worst crimes are committed by, like, really wealthy white cis males. And um, mm. a lot of times they have the means to kind of make it go away or brush it to the side, yeah. no matter what it exactly. is. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we all have stories that we could share. For sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, That's so frustrating. It's very frustrating. I think we can all think of like a specific case like that. Mm -hmm. But it's always really heartening to hear that um, that these people are not forgotten. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Well, and yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm glad we talked about that. (laughs) No, I'm glad. I mean, I think it's relevant. It is. I know it's relevant because of, yeah. you know, who you're supporting with Moon Festival. I think I think it's important to mention. Erkan told us some of what's going on in the festival. Can you talk about anything else that... Any highlights or favorites any other, of yours? Yeah, any highlights that um, you can think of? One highlight was, I think every event is a highlight because it's just uh, amazing um, curation. Like Erkan has done really an amazing job finding the right people for the right subjects and with the right outreach um, and also giving um, space on the stage for emerging voices. Um, every event is really important and very well through, um, thought out. Yeah. Um, I have, I think I've attended three or four. Okay. And my mother and my brother have um, arrived yesterday. Oh, um, good. They they were staying at our place and we live right right above the um right above above Bikesh. And I was a bit nervous because we had the drag show party. How my my brother and my mother would react, but it was just really beautiful. It was the first time my mom saw um like my mom is is from Morocco and I come from a conservative family. Yeah. So it it was beautiful to see them how yeah how yeah. they reacted to seeing drag queens and how they interacted with with them and yeah my mom really loved it. That's she incredible. she she didn't want to go home. Yeah, that was really amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. It was very, yeah, I was very surprised, but it was also very uh, touching to see that. It's amazing how sometimes it just takes a little exposure or like with my family, a lot of my family members, I just assume a lot of things are off limits. Mm -hmm. Um, But when when those, when there are moments of surprise, being pleasantly surprised, it's just... It's it, magical. It's it's a little bit life changing. Like it is. The, yeah, yeah, it really is because it like strengthens your relationship. Um, exactly. In a really special way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that was that was one highlight. I would say. I'm also looking forward to um, uh, the talk on Tuesday on 
um, intersectionality in queer spaces. Beautiful. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, um, um, Shulk's event is, is definitely something I'm looking forward to. And a closing party to just kind of celebrate the whole, the whole festival. And, yeah, yeah. And have people come together and kind of forget about the struggles we're, we're sharing and just kind of just have fun for a bit. Uh, we, we've talked about how it's important to have a balance of serious topics and then also mm-hmm. celebrating each other and celebrating together, celebrating it existing. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. if we're always talking about the problems and the thing and struggles, it while for some people it's very helpful and very useful, it does get extremely, uh, it becomes a very heavy burden because you're like, mm-hmm. and it's emotionally draining as well. So yeah, yeah exactly. So having that balance is huge for an event exactly. like this yeah yeah i mean it's also the balance within within the um within the festival there's um one mm-hmm. actually there's one one uh, really beautiful event also happening uh, i think on wednesday it's called hamam talks it's also a co-production with bakesh and uh two people Abir Rattas and rasha Hilri, one yeah. lebanese one palestinian both really amazing women and both I would highly recommend for, for the Queer Arab podcast as well. Oh, um, they created Hamam Talks as a woman talk show where where there is no censorship whatsoever. And there is a balance because Rasha is more of a serious person and Abir is more of a... Abir is more of a... Um, yeah, she's funny. So uh, this is an amazing balance. They would talk about very important and very also sometimes uh, depressing subjects, but then add the humor to it which makes it more livable, I guess. And sometimes that's the only way to like talk about things is um, exactly. Yeah, is to add some humor. Exactly. Oh, that's so good to know about. That. Um where can people uh listen to their talk show? Rasha has recorded all the talk shows so far. The first one was on anger, and I think the second one was on pleasure, and they always invite one guest that to, to join them in, in this talk show. We haven't uh, video recorded them, but okay. there should be definitely a audio recording oh, okay i'll look them up what languages are there talk shows in english oh, and in english. sometimes they throw in some arabic if they want to curse or some german <laughs> or nice. whatever they feel comfortable with i am yeah. all in favor of more swearing <laughs> Me too. bring on the swearing yes. in and every language. people who swear are more intelligent <laughs> oh well well i've read that somewhere i don't know it's true it should be <laughs> we'll we'll go with it we swear a lot, so that's a compliment to us, right? <laughs> yeah, is there anything else you want to mention um, for people to follow or... Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah name drop and all the, plug all of the things. The program can be um, checked out on the Facebook page. We also have... Uh, the Facebook page is bekesh.berlin, B-E-K-E-C-H, like Berlin and Marrakesh, um, or bekesh.com, or bekeshberlin on Instagram. I think just Googling because might already get some results. And then uh, Noon Festival uh, also on Instagram. I think from, from there, people can find their ways to, to for example, Hamam Talks or Shrooks event. or. Of course, yeah. all these links will be included on the website with the episode notes. So Yeah, Thank you. yeah we'll, put every, we'll write everything out. I'm so happy we get to know you. I'm happy I got to know you. Yeah. I'm happy you guys responded like to my email. I was really happy. Oh, I mean, we course. sent out the request to, to a bunch of people, but yeah. you you was you were definitely one of our highlights. Aww. So thank you so much. Of course. Like I'm thank I'm a huge you. fan of your podcast. So oh. I'm the one who has to thank you for Seriously, all the work that it means been. the world. It's really to amazing. Us. It, it really means the world to us. Like I was honestly thinking, who was going to listen to this? Who's going to want to listen to this? And it turns yeah. out some people actually some people need yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, and we started notice people 
internationally listening to this and it was really cool and i've noticed germany very consistently nice where people are listening um, amazing where um what is like those the most surprising reaction you've gotten if you don't mind asking uh, um, ask from a listener or... well actually yours is just knowing that you were like after you gave birth and this was something that kind of kept you company it, it, i don't know that that's, that's a... something that's gonna stay with me for a long time yeah that one's pretty um, real what else anything else you can really just positive i guess just some of the people who reach out to us and uh, yeah I, i've blown away that kind of blown away that people want to talk to us <laughs> it's just <laughs> it really is encouraging makes me happy um just this these connections i think in general mm -hmm. like have been surprisingly deep in a way that i didn't even know what to expect like and, when we first started and i've always expected people to be like oh we don't have time for this we have more important more life-changing things to do and the fact that people stop from their usually super cool lives and talk with us about everything and anything it's just always it's always it's just yeah it, it always feels like a moment of kindness like a moment mm. of humanity that's definitely an example for um seriously is shrook's episode that um, everyone will hear in like like a week after this. The things that we talked about, it, it left me speechless at the end. Mm -hmm. And you'll all hear what we're talking about. But just w what we talked about in a matter of maybe 45 minutes, mm. I just can't stop thinking about it. So, yeah. um, And I'm always sad yeah. like at the end of these episodes because I'm like, yes, we can talk with them more, but it always feels like it has to be like a planned online thing. We have to schedule yeah. and as opposed to let's just let's just go to uh go to their house and have some coffee with oh, them. Oh, cuz we're so far from everyone. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. But it feels like but it feels like it was somewhere in one place cuz it it's a very yeah. um it's a very uh, natural conversation flow. I'm really excited to to see uh to to hear her podcast. Yeah. I know so. what you mean. I know what you mean. It feels mm. every time it just feels like we've known each other for a long time. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's sort of part of the reason we have this podcast because we don't mm -hmm. have we don't have to sit down and explain basic cultural concepts like three or mm -hmm. four times to our well-meaning you know mm -hmm. non-Swana friends who mm -hmm. are like who just don't have any context. Whereas I, we can just say yeah, and we don't have to like explain queer stuff. Yeah, to, like as a as a preparation thing, it's just mm -hmm. like okay, we get it. It's Let's like start. <laughs> it's like okay, uncle. So this is what a trans person is. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can all find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, The Queer Arabs. And then we have a website, thequeerarabs.com. And you can email us at thequeerarabs at gmail.com or Ahmed, who runs the Arabic side. Um, at the queer Arabs in Arabic at gmail.com. All links mentioned in this episode will, of course, be included in the episode notes on queer, thequeerarabs.com. So come check it out. And so people who want to go to Noonfest, should they get tickets or reserve spots for like specific events? Or is no, it like... None of, none of that. It's open to all and the door is always open. So oh, people beautiful. can just come in. Most events start at 7.30 in the evening. Okay. Um, there's no registration, no reservation needed. That's it's amazing. Just wow. Like an open living room. And yeah. is it? It's all happening in the Bikesh, the Bikesh exactly. space. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Beautiful. All right. You heard. It. All right. Anyone in or near Berlin? You have no excuses anymore. Well. <laughs> yes. Don't miss this if you if you can make it. 
All Thank right. you so much. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. It was amazing to talk to you, and I hope we get to meet in the near future. Um, I hope so too. Yeah, Maybe seriously. I will visit my friend in, in Texas. With the whole Let us family. know. Yeah. We're, we're actually considering that. I'll let oh. you know for sure. We will take you to some of the best lunches and dinners. For sure. Amazing. Yeah. Or, Thank or you. if you're feeling brave, I can cook for you. Just saying. It doesn't take bravery. Ellie's a good cook. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Thank you. Thank, so you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Talk everyone. To you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Before the outro music, I'd like to add a note that uh, Luna mentioned to me. So Nina, who is Bakesh co-founder, she was originally going to join us for the interview, but then she decided to excuse herself from it um, because as a white cis woman, she felt that the space should be for Swano folks and just wanted to mention that, but we also wanted to give a shout out to Nina. She's amazing. She does a lot of great work. So definitely want to mention her. Something else that Luna mentioned to us um, not during the recording is a really cool organization called Masjid Al-Arabiya, which is a women-centered LGBTQIA plus affirming pluralist organization in Chicago that provides spiritual care for marginalized Muslims. And that includes some people who are in prison. Um, for example, um, there's a thread that Masjid al-Arabiya um, al posted that we're going to link to uh, about um, conducting a wedding ceremony between two inmates. And um, anyway, I won't get too into it. I'll let you read it, but I will post this on our website. So please definitely check it out. Thank you.